What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. You're listening to the Rims and S podcast, episode 35. I'm back. It's been about a few weeks now. Um, just still, still on lockdown, waiting patiently just to see uh, when things will continue for our sports go. But it seems like that's going to be a, a ways away, particularly when it comes down to possibly NBA. Obviously, everything else is canceled as far as like high school and collegiate sports. So, like I said, we're all pretty much quarantined just like all you guys are. I'm um, pretty sure you guys are just trying to find things to do, um, try to watch certain things. Well, I mean... This week's been for, for uh, if you're an overall sports fan of other sports, I mean, this week is going to be um, somewhat exciting because there's uh, if you're a football fan, there's going to be the NFL draft on Thursday that starts on Thursday. And that's a, a few day event. Um, we have, like I said, we have a big show f- for you today. I'm going to bring up I'm going to talk about the the Jordan documentary which is pretty much a 10-part series that's going to continue pretty much for a few weeks. Uh, they're going to show, ESPN's going to show two episodes every Sunday. And the first two episodes debuted yes yesterday because we're recording this on a Monday. So I was able to catch both episodes last night. I'm going to get into that, you know, shortly as we'll probably lead on to the show with that. Um, also I was able to pretty much, I'm going to, uh, pretty much I was able to get into a, a Rims and Nets all state team for high school basketball. So we're going to talk about all those players that made the, made those teams. There's five players in each state that made the team pretty much, you know, which you would see out of a all NBA team or you know, college has their had their all all American team. It's pretty much similar to that, but it's pretty much through every state in the New England area. You know, I'm gonna do all Connecticut, all Massachusetts, all Maine, all New Hampshire, all Vermont, and all Rhode Island. And then at the end of the show, I'll get into all New England team, which is probably the five best players that I believe was the best in New England throughout this year. I know wasn't able to complete. The entirety of the year, but at least the season was completed, so it was basically based off of that. I'm um, gonna get into all the, you know, the attributes, the statistics of some of these players, and get into you know their futures are. A lot of them have been committed to uh, to Division One schools or, you know, maybe Division Two schools. So. And still, there's still some that haven't been signed yet. So there's still plenty of talent out there that is yet to be, um, that's yet to sign with teams. And a lot of guys that they don't sign with um, college teams, which obviously that's, you know, that's pretty much up in the air right now with this whole pandemic going around. Is there going to be an NBA season? Is I mean, excuse me, is there going to be a collegiate season? Is it going to be college basketball next year? When is that going to start? Is that going to be pushed back? Um, there's so many questions with that. And like I said, that's, that's why it's a lot. 
we have to just, you know, figure out what's going to go on with the country and how everything's going to reopen and how it will unfold. And I think that, I mean, I don't want to get too political on this show, but I feel like the economy should reopen before sports. I know sports for people is a thing that helps us um, have some normalcy into life. And it's always good to get into the, it's always good to watch a game or put the game on the background. And it's always, it's, it's always good for our morale as a, you know, for us as fans to have something to, to look forward to or to a root for your favorite team. It, it really brings people together. Like out of all, you know, you have a lot of, a lot of hobbies and a lot of, pastimes and things that people share or that they that a lot of interest that people have and sports is probably the biggest one I think out of all the you know you can look at pop culture and and music and and a lot of the other things that people are interested in you know certain movies and tv shows or whatever but I think sports um gets us that unpredictability of what's going to happen next. And I mean, you can't really can't replace it for anything else. And that's why it brought me to, you know, to do what I'm doing today to, to put out podcasts on a daily basis about basketball and just covering basketball and what I, you know, enjoy and love to do. So I just think, um, we just got to wait and see what goes on. You know, the most important thing is our safety and our health. Um, that should be paramount over everything. So that comes first before anything else. And then obviously, hopefully when sports starts, things will start to slowly get back to normal. And obviously, you know, people getting back to work, people getting jobs again, businesses opening up. That's probably the probably the main thing. And then obviously sports comes after that. But for right now, I'll get into what happened with the Jordan documentary. And then obviously we'll get into the All-State teams after that. But let's start with that, with the documentary. Um, so like I said, last night, episode two, one and two happened. Uh, the first episode was at nine o'clock. ESPN had two versions of it. They had an unedited version, which pretty much had a few cuss words and a few situations that, you know, weren't appropriate for younger audiences. And then they had a, uh, another one on ESPN two that pretty much, um, edited all this, you know, the cuss words and, you know, those probably left out a few of those situations that weren't, you know, appropriate for younger audiences. So I, I watched the unedited version. I'm pretty sure a lot of us that are, you know, up age probably did as well. You want to, see all the raw footage of, you know, which pretty much this whole documentary is going to just pretty much focus in on the 1998 season and all the unseen footage of all that. So it's very interesting, but then it also backtracks into Jordan's previous years. They pretty much went to, you know, all the way back where he grew up in his hometown in North Carolina um, his family life and 
how he grew up, how he was raised, how his parents raised him. I think his brother, his, his two brothers spoke in the documentary. They had a footage of his father talking about his relationship with his son, which was Jordan, which Jordan was probably, believe he was the middle child or close to the youngest child. He had like two brothers. He, you know, they had sibling rivalries growing up. So they really got into that. And they also got into, um, you know, Jordan's uh, big shot in the tournament when Jordan was a freshman at North Carolina. He was uh, coached by Dean Smith. Um, Roy Williams talked about him a lot during the documentary. A few times he was, so they, they had a lot of different people. Um, that was involved in his life. So it was really it was really good how ESPN was get, able to get so many people. And it was a lot of people just for the first two episodes. I can only imagine how many people they were able to get for the, um, the whole 10-part series. So it's very interesting. Um, well put together. Some people complain about the backtrack and uh, um, them going from the 1998 season all the way to the, you know, back in the 80s where Jordan had his rookie season with the Bulls and then obviously the North Carolina days. But, you know, it was good to see all that. I mean, I, you know, I might have watched maybe a few of those moments here and there, but not, you know, not everything. So I'm going to be really interested to see a lot of the, 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 the times where Jordan was a younger player. I didn't, obviously I wasn't born at, I was born in 1990. So I wasn't born to see, you know, him in the 80s. Probably my only uh, memory was, you know, him playing against the Utah Jazz in those playoffs. So I didn't remember a lot of the stuff in 1998. I was too young to remember. I was only seven years old, eight years old. So it was too young for me to really remember um, the entirety of that season. So for them to like show pretty much the whole entire year for that, that's definitely um, interesting to watch. And then obviously them going back to um, 1980 and all that, and you know their playoff battles with all those other teams in the Eastern Conference and stuff, the Knicks and the Pistons. Uh, they're going to get into that in the next uh, few episodes. It's definitely intriguing to find all that out you know because I was too young to really remember and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people that are younger than me that you know most like you grew up around you know the early 2000s I have a lot of cousins and and um and nephews and nieces that were too young to remember you know those years of Jordan I like I said I was too young just to see like most of his uh, career in the early 90s so that I mean that's probably the most interesting thing about the whole thing a whole documentary series so yeah to start off with um like I said all the backtracking and stuff I mean I thought uh, they did a good job with that and then also they really got into Scottie Pippen um his class with the GM um his name was Steve Krause um, I believe he was hired in the early 90s, made a few major moves to really, um, really put to, put together that uh, championship run where they had in the 90s, where they had their first three-peat before Jordan 
uh, went off to play baseball for a few years. And then obviously they were able to get three championships after that. Or excuse me, two championships after that. I'm not going to spoil the, the 1998 season, which really still they they were able to really put together, you know, maybe the first two months. Like it pretty much ended. Episode two ended probably in December where Scottie Pippen was already out with the injury. Um it was definitely controversial because Pippen could have had surgery on that injury. I believe he was uh, it was a foot injury, I believe, and he was out for the first part of the season. And there was rumors that he could come back, but because Pippen had a clash with uh, what I don't want to really spoil it that much. I'll probably just kind of shorten it up. So just in case some of you guys didn't watch it, but yeah, he Pippen had a clash with Steve Crouch and, and he refused to come back. Even if he was healthy, he didn't want to come back and he asked for a trade. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to spoil the whole thing for anyone that happened to not watch it already. But if you have, this is just a review I'm pretty sure ESPN's going to show it pretty much throughout the week until Sunday. So if you haven't watched it, probably just check out for the replay. Or if you recorded it or DVR, I mean, you already have it. You're all set. But, yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see what will happen next with that. Will Pippen come back? Um, how would that all unravel between him and the GM, which, which the team really did, didn't like the GM at all? Um I thought Jordan poked that. Well, I mean, not thought, but Jordan did poke fun at, at the GM a lot, called him short, made a lot of short jokes about him, had to lower the rim up, and just Jordan really got into him a lot because he just did not disagree with his motives, which he wanted his decision. He wanted to probably break up the team before it can actually, you know, just before. You know, before it all it all could end for them, like they still had enough in them to win championships, and the guy was trying to um, jump the gun with rebuilding. So, and there's a lot of ways people can approach rebuilding. I thought he was kind of aggressive at it. Then probably most GMs would would approach it nowadays. You know, a lot of GMs nowadays would probably maybe add a few younger pieces because it was an aging team. You know, a few of the guys were getting up there. Jordan was getting up there. Pippen was getting up there. Then you had a lot of um, backlash and really somewhat dysfunction, which made that a rocky road for this team to even, like, accomplish what they accomplished. It was amazing that they were able to accomplish all that when we didn't really really know how, how how that dynamic between the GM and you know, even the coach, Phil Jackson, was only extended for one year. So, and really he was warned, gave him a warning, and said this was the last year. So, you know, that's the reason why they named the documentary The Last Dance, because Phil Jackson said to his team in preseason that this was the last dance. So, so I don't know. I mean, I just think it's, like I said, this whole thing's well put together. Can't wait to see what episode three and four is going to be all about. Um, they showed the previews that 
it was going to be mainly about Dennis Robin and how his importance was to the 1998 team while Pippen was out. Um, they, like I said, they're going to probably go backtrack again in the 80s and talk about um, Jordan's battles with the Pistons. And I'm kind of already putting all the pieces together, but that just shows you that I was able to see some of the stuff on NBA TV beforehand. Um, there was a few clips that I kind of remember from other previous Jordan documentaries. They, I think they had a shorter one on NBA TV not too long ago. It was a shorter one. It wasn't as long as this one, but they kind of got into, you know, the battles with him and the Pistons and um, how Jordan really had a lot of respect for Dennis Rodman and... Like I said, they did talk about in these few episodes, they talked about how important Charles Oakley was to those early 80, I mean, for those mid 80, late 80s teams. They had to make a trade for Bill Cartwright to give them more size on that, you know, 80s team and really helped, you know, help them get those early 90s champions. So I feel like. Jordan had a huge impact on getting Dennis Rodman to Chicago because of those battles that he had with Dennis Rodman in Detroit. So I really think that's the reason why Rodman came to the Bulls is because Jordan probably played against him when he was playing him in Detroit. And it really talked about in the previews that they had a lot of physical series and they really beat him up. And it was tough for Jordan to to go through all that and really helped him to be a, a stronger, better player. You know, Jordan came Jordan came into the league as probably the more, one of the more athletic players, and I think the Pistons did a good job of making it tough on him, being physical with him, making it like if he were to drive in the lane, he was going to get punished for it. And I only wish that the NBA could be a lot like that, but it isn't. But it would definitely make it a lot more entertaining to watch. But yeah, so it's going to get into that in episode three and four. So stay tuned for all that. I mean, it's going to be fun. Obviously, same time as uh, last uh, uh, last night, um, nine o'clock, the first episode, episode three, and then, and then 10 o'clock, episode four. So we'll look forward to that. But we're going to probably move on to my all state teams. Um, but first we're going to take a break. We'll get into my all state teams. We'll probably start with Connecticut and then in Massachusetts. So when we come back on the break, we'll get into my all state teams. You're listening to the rims and S podcast. Your host, Rob Morris. We'll be right back. <laughs> 